Moments with Andy, the podcast. Brought to you by 100.3 and 102.7 The Point and The Night Show. My name is Andy. Thanks for spending a moment here with me. It is Thursday, May 21st. Well, I keep trying to get myself off this... Um, trying to get the train off these tracks. Now, I did a pretty good job for a while staying off of any kind of NSA news, and then I think I opened that, <clears throat> excuse me, Pandora's box recently, and, you know, here I am again. Again. But uh, fortunately, it's not just me. So you may have heard Senator Rand Paul from Kentucky staged... Was it really a filibuster? I can't remember. I, I, I don't think he had enough uh, votes to keep the filibuster going of a renewal of the USA Patriot Act. I think chatted for about 11 hours up there on the Senate floor. I had a couple little breaks. But anyways, with that, uh, NSA been a bit more in the news here. And is that related to the Patriot Act? Kind of. I'm making a little bit of a jump here, if you will. But according to some new documents published jointly by The Intercept and CBC News, that's Canada, right? CBC Canada. Anyways, uh, published some more info here coming from Edward Snowden. So you know this isn't going to be good news. And it's detailing a program called Irritant Horn, as it's mentioned, which was a way for the intelligence, uh, sorry, intelligence agency to kind of hack into smartphones. Now, apparently what they did is they would find out which cellular phone or internet traffic was from smartphones. I think by finding out, um, you know, was it doing things that smartphones can do that regular phones can't do? And they would browse through uh, the phone's web traffic and then through a database created what they call the X key score program. I think we've chatted about that a little bit in the past. They would basically what they would do is they would kind of get between the phone and like an app store or something like that. So they would find out when these phones would go to whether it's the Apple App Store, uh, App Store, the Google, whatever that store is called, and they could then somehow get in between the store and the phone and then get some information off the phone. Uh, it could gather, they say in this report, quote, data from the phone, including email, text, browsing history, call logs, videos, and photos, end quote, and also. Hacking the App Store, and I think sometimes what they might do is, make, I'm not sure necessarily about this, if they would make like sort of their own kind of app that would get downloaded, or they could throw some info in when an app would be downloaded, and then it would get put on um, somebody's phone. And by doing this, they could get kind of a permanent connection to the phone that allowed them to send, quote, selective misinformation to the target's handsets, end quote. So, okay, and you could see how that would be useful you know, for a terrorist or a person of interest but of course, I'm not sure, I mean, does anybody still trust the NSA anymore to limit things like this in scope? To, oh, well, it's a great crime-fighting tool. Sure it is, but not when it's used, you know, with a pretty broad brushstroke. And also, maybe got some inspiration from Chinese hackers. Apparently, Apple had to block hundreds of apps last November after Chinese hackers had been using them as a Trojan horse to get malware onto Chinese iPhone users. So doing the same thing just in China. So I don't know which came first. Maybe the NSA was doing this first. But I can't see this as good news. Can you? Can we still trust the NSA with this kind of stuff? They pretty much want it all, and I don't know if they're going to stop on their own. Let me know what you think. Andy at KWPT.com be doing a little follow-up. We mentioned that oil spill off the coast of Santa Barbara last night, but before we get there was also reading that um, research has linked apparently deaths of hundreds of bottlenose dolphins in the Gulf of Mexico to that 
was it Deepwater? Is that what it was? The Deepwater Horizon oil spill back in 2010. A study published just yesterday in the journal, is it PLOS1, P-L-O-S-1, more than 1,300 bottlenose dolphins stranded themselves on beaches in the area since the time of the explosion of the BP drilling rig, and many of the dead dolphins had lesions in their lungs and adrenal glands that could have been caused by exposure, they think, to petroleum compounds. Wouldn't be all that surprising. That much oil in the water can't be good for anyone or anything. Now, back here to the California coast. Now, we mentioned this down in um, off the coast of Santa Barbara County. I think just yesterday, Governor Jerry Brown declared a state of emergency for that stretch of the California coast. And I think we had mentioned it was like we thought it was 21,000 gallons of crude oil leaked into the ocean. Apparently now it's they're thinking closer to 105,000. So that's uh, quite a bit more. Can I do the math? Like five times more? Almost exactly. The oil they mentioned here in the story, Blackened Beaches, threatened wildlife on a nine-mile stretch of scenic coastline 20 miles from Santa Barbara. They have fortunately closed the area indefinitely as crews are cleaning up the oil and protecting wildlife at the same time. So let's hope that estimate stays there at 105,000. I would hate for that to go up any further. So I'll be trying to follow that and see any new developments. Uh, Not good news, but hopefully they'll get it cleaned up sooner than later. Reading about a story here coming out of Florida, where it seems like a majority of the weird, strange, and sometimes stupid stories come out of, apparently a fellow in Florida, his name is Jeff Waters, doesn't mention how old he is, he was arrested for trying to cash a $368 billion check. Now, I didn't know that that was illegal in the first place. I can imagine that you wouldn't get the cash, they'd be like, well, this check's obviously not real. Nobody's going to write you a check for $368 billion, but didn't know it was illegal to even try. Apparently, he bought the check, so maybe that's where this turns into a crime, for $100, he says, from a man named Tito. So whoever this Tito guy is, he said, hey, I've got a great way for you to make $368 billion. Jeff Water says, no way, that'd be great. I've always dreamed of having $368 billion. I don't know if he actually said that. And Tito said, yeah, all you got to do is you give me $100, and I'll give you this check here. I would have, number one, of course, as many of you thought, okay, well, this is obviously a scam. And then number two, you'd think, well, if Tito has a check for $368 billion, why would he not want that for himself? And if he was going to sell it, why would he sell it for $100? Even if he's like, well, look, I don't have a bank account, so I can't cash this check. But if you give me... $367 $367 billion, I'll let you keep a billion for yourself. That might almost make a little bit more sense. Anyways, Jeff Waters not only not getting $368 billion, but probably in jail just for a little bit. Now, I... Okay, sorry. I forgot this quote here. Uh, Jeff Waters says, when the police ask, he says, quote, Blame Tito. I'm as innocent as a schoolgirl. End quote. Now again, I don't know what the big crime is here. Buying checks must be the crime. That can't be a good thing, but didn't know it was that big of a deal. Just more that he's out $100. But perhaps next time I do something very stupid like this and embarrassing, perhaps I too will blame Tito. This has been Moments with Andy, the podcast. Brought to you by 100.3 and 102.7 The Point and The Night Show. Like this podcast? Well, don't be ashamed. Be proud. 
tell a friend, or post a comment in the iTunes store. Every little bit of help, well, helps. Moments with Andy is made possible by a generous grant from the Horace P. and Nancy R. Shakey Foundation.